This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. The disciples asked the Lord Jesus Christ of how they were to pray. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, pray after this manner, as we have just read. He says, our Father which art in, in heaven. And it is quite sad really that this prayer isn't used enough within our body. Because of the way it's probably used within other religions, how it's just chanted without any meaning and in such a repetitive way. But this is how the Lord Jesus Christ said we should approach unto our Heavenly Father. To pray for the kingdom to come and that his will will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And that we forgive other people's debts and faults and we don't trespass against God's word. And that we are not tempted by the things, the evil things of the world and then we look for his kingdom his power and his glory we're talking about our father and it says who art in heaven no man has seen God at any times yet we see in the bible that the word God is used quite often and it's often a representative of God the angels the angels which stand in the presence of God The angels which appeared to men, which appeared to Moses, which had stood in the glory of God and the brightness of God's glory was upon these angels. So the conditions in heaven is one of light, there is no darkness, there is no sin, there is no corruption, there is no death in heaven. But he wants these qualities to be upon this earth. But it's not only when the kingdom comes, he wants those conditions to be in the earth now, in people that follow him. Because it says in in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So what God the Father wants us to do, as people, is to glorify his name. In our lives to try to reveal the character of the Father. As did the Lord Jesus Christ. Because way back in the beginning in the book of Exodus. Our heavenly Father revealed himself through his name. Gracious, merciful, long suffering. He's also revealed his purpose with this earth. And that his kingdom will be on the earth. He provides For our daily needs. Not just for our natural food. As that prayer seems to indicate. But for our spiritual food. Through his word. That helps us to grow in wisdom. And in stature. With him. He wants us to follow the Lord's. Jesus example. His son. But what he wants is he wants us to actually. Have a relationship with him. And what does that actually mean to. Have a relationship Now we're going to look at, in a little later, we're going to look at the natural fathers, our own natural fathers that we um, have a relationship. But how do we build a relationship? How do we 
communicate? How can we communicate with God? Um, my dad gave me a good example of, of how to communicate. And he, he taught me this example as a, an analogy uh, because of the job that I do. I need to understand what my client's needs are so that I can provide them with their needs. So he, he made an analogy of cutting the top of, of your head off. I know it sounds a bit gruesome, but that's, it wasn't meant to be gruesome. And you hinge your head back, and what you do is I transmit a message to this gentleman here. But what that has to happen is that message, he has to understand that message, listen to it and say, yes, I understand what you're saying, and he sends the message back to me, and that's communication. If I'm just speaking to that gentleman, I'm just giving him a message. It's not actually communication. He has to reciprocate and say back what, what he understands. And this diagram shows us this. The sender communicates the message. The receiver then feeds back. Whoops. Feeds back and says, yes, I understand. <coughs> so how can we do that with God? God who we, we can't see. God who lives in, in the heavens. No man has ever seen it. How do we actually do that? And how does God communicate to us? Does he communicate through the angels? Does he, the prophets appear now to speak to us? So how does God actually communicate with us in these days in which we live? How do we hear his voice? If I wanted to get to know somebody better, if I met somebody for the first time, I would ask them certain questions. What's your name? Where do you live? How long have you lived there? Have you got children? What's your job? And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build a picture up of that person of whether I've got things in common with them, whether we've got the same beliefs and values. So what I do is I have to ask questions. I have to go out and be interested in them to find out about them. So I can ask questions of God. Who are you? Where are you? What's your qualities? I can ask all these things of God to find out about our Father in heaven. So the only way we can get to know somebody is by communicating, by asking questions and by listening to them. And we can listen to our Father which art in heaven through his word the Bible. Because it says that we have to hear his voice. And what God wants us to do is he wants us to know him. He wants us to know him. And I want you to think about that. It's not just in the fact of I know somebody. It's knowing him in an intimate way that we know probably our own parents. But the question I'm going to put to you in a short while is how well if we've got fathers and mothers, how well do we know our father and our mother? How much does our father or our mother actually reveal to us? Do they only show us their good side? But then they've got another side that we don't see. But that's not the, that's not the case with the father who lives in heaven. He reveals himself completely. He lays himself wide open for us to find out everything we need to about him if we would only take the time and the trouble to do so. But just come if you would to First Kings chapter 8. And I just want to just go briefly. I'm just going to move through certain verses in this. It's an absolutely, it's a wonderful prayer um, by Solomon. The dedication of the temple 
of the house of God that he's been promised that he would build. David, the greatest king of Israel, a man after God's own heart, he was not to build this temple because he was a man of blood. He was a man of war. But Solomon, his son, was to build this temple. And just look at the, the wonderful words. And just think about how God lives in heaven. But what he did, in a symbol, he placed his name within this temple. So people could approach to God in a symbol. Let's just have a look. First King chapter, chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Solomon, the Lord said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I have surely built thee in house to dwell in, a settled place for thee to abide in forever. And the king turned his face about, and he blessed all the congregation of Israel, and all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which spake with his mouth unto David my father, and have with his hand fulfilled, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build a house that my name might be therein. But I chose David to be over my people, Israel. And it was in, her, in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said unto David, my father, Whereas it was in thine heart to build a house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thy heart, but you shall not build the house, but thy son, Solomon, that shall come forth out of thy lawns, he shall build a house unto my name. And then it says, verse 20, He has performed his word, and I have risen up in the place of David my father. I now sit on the throne of Israel, and I have built a house for the name for the Lord God of Israel. And then he says in verse 20, 21, So I have set a place for the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord. And then Solomon stood. And he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all Israel and he spread forth his hands towards heaven and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God. So all the other gods that all the people were worshipping in the earth, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth who keepest his covenant or his promise and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee. Then look at verse 27. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and the heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. God is everywhere. He's everywhere at all times. Verse 29, it says, My name shall be there. And then it says in verse 30, halfway down, He prayed towards his place, Hear thou God in heaven. He says it in verse 32, Hear God who dwells in heaven. And he says it in verse 34 also. So Solomon had built this place where the people could approach to, where God in type was there. But as he said, the heavens of the heavens cannot contain God. God is everywhere. He can't be placed in a building. He is everywhere, the God of heaven. So we want to look at this Father and we want to see how we can get to know our Father, to hear the God our Father through the Bible come to John chapter 4 if you would please the Gospel of John in chapter 4 
sorry, 14. John 14, thank you, pardon. And Jesus said, verse 6, unto Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. So the Lord Jesus Christ displayed the character of his Father. He was the representative, he was the image of his Father. When you looked at the Lord Jesus Christ, you saw his Father. And the qualities of the Father were in the Son. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and you have seen him. And Philip said unto him, Show us the Father then, and then it will suffice us. We'll be happy if you show us the Father. And Jesus said unto him, Have I been with you so long, Philip, and yet you have not known me? He that hath seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? But we could turn and say, Well, we can't see the Lord Jesus Christ, so how can we see the Father? We can see the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father in this book, the Bible. Verse 10. Believe us not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me and the works I shall do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So the Lord Jesus Christ, as we said right at the beginning, glorified his Father upon the earth and this is what our father who art in heaven wants from a follower of him verse 21 he that keeps my commandments and keeps them he it is that loveth me and he that loves me shall be loved of the father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him <coughs> but then Judas who was to betray him said uh, sorry, Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, the one who was to betray him, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will make our abode with him, we will dwell with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the interesting thing there is, he that keeps my words. He that keeps the words of my Father. But you can see the closeness of the relationship between Jesus and the Father. As we're going to see in John 17. I and the Father are one. They were one mind and Jesus wanted to do everything to please the Father. In fact, if we go to John chapter 17, just a few pages on. 
But it's quite wonderful and it's quite a privilege that if we keep the words of Jesus, if we do the commandments of God, that we can actually approach to him who created everything as our father. Not just Jesus' father, but our father. What a wonderful privilege that is. John 17. And Jesus spake these words, and he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And then he says, and this, and this is the crux, this is life eternal. What is it? To know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So to have life in that kingdom, that life when God's will will be done in this earth, to have life eternal is by knowing God. And we can only know God, as we said right at the beginning, by communicating with God. By listening to him, by reading about him, then praying to God that we understand what he's actually trying to say to us. Verse 7 of John chapter 17. Now they have known... You go through John 17 in your own time and look how many times that word known or no is used. That all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words. He's given us the words which you gave me, Father. They have received them and have known surely that I came from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. Verse 23. I in them and thou in me that they may be perfect in one so you see this relationship again it's not separate from the father we will be all in one those who keep God's commandments and to be at one with somebody we have to have the same mind and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and that thou hast loved me as thou hast loved me also or righteous father verse 25 the world has not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And then he says, I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherein thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them also. The love which thou hast loved me. Anybody who's a parent, a father, or a mother, knows about the love for a child and my way of looking at it is love for a child is unconditional sometimes the children can drive you to distraction you might not like what they do but you will unconditionally love your child and this is what the father does with us and sometimes we may go astray but we can always go to our father for forgiveness and because he's true and because he's loving he will always forgive us if we go with that true and repentant heart. Come to the first epistle of John in chapter 3. And it makes us different by following the commandments of God, by doing his will, by being privileged to call him our father. It does make us different. And it says in first epistle of John in chapter 3. Behold what manner of love the Father hath.
bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not. Because it knew him not. Beloved now are we the sons of God. And it doesn't yet appear what we shall be. But we know. That when he shall appear the Lord Jesus. We shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And what a wonderful promise that the father has given to us. That by following Jesus example. Who followed his father's example. That we can be like him also. So get to know the father in heaven. These are a motley uh, bunch of characters. You might know some people on there. Some are people that I know. Some are family. Uh, I I don't think I've actually got one of myself up there. Hopefully. But the thing that all these um, men have got in common on there. Is they're all fathers. And fathers bring, to be a father, you have to have a child. And they bring the children up. And I ask myself, do I really, really, really know my father? Do my children really, really know me? Do I reveal everything to my children? Do I live a perfect example of a life which is right to my children? So it's a question as as fathers and even as mothers. Do we teach our children as our heavenly father teaches us? And do our children, by seeing that example that we live in our lives, do they follow the same standards and beliefs and the values? Or more often than not, do they go probably the opposite way we'll bring our children up different than how we've brought up but our father in heaven is consistent and as we said he revealed himself through his dealings with the children of Israel by the angels who were the God's presence upon this earth dealing with them come with me to Isaiah chapter 43 please Isaiah chapter 43 So by looking at the children of Israel and by looking at how the father dealt with them we can see a relationship there. We can see a relationship how many times he disobeyed him how many times he forgave them and he still ultimately loves those children. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 8 Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears let all the nations be gathered together let all the people be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say it is the truth. And then God says, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Now the children of Israel didn't fulfil that prophecy there that Isaiah is shown to be saying. You're not fulfilling this. It needed the servant, the son of God, to fulfil it. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be any after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no saviour. I have declared, and I have saved, and I have shown 
when there was no strange God among you therefore you are my witnesses saith the Lord that I am God yea before the day was I am he and there is none that can deliver out of my hand I will work and who shall let it he guided them he chastised them he punished them due to the error of their ways and yet even though he disobeyed them on many occasions it said they cried unto their father and he forgave them think about when he brought them out of the land of Egypt and within no time they're looking back to Egypt saying we wish we could go back there and he punished them and they cried and he forgave them again so do these fathers do I as a father exhibit the same character as our father which art in heaven when we think about our father when we think about my relationship with my son what I would do for my children I think about would I give my son uh, Daniel for you or for you or for you would I give him for your life or let's put it another way would you give your life for me and yet the Lord Jesus Christ did and it was his father who gave us that son that he gave his life for each and every one of us come to Hebrews chapter 12 please and that is the love that the father has for each and every one of us <coughs> so we as children verse 5 this excitation which speaketh unto you as unto children so we are the father's children don't despise the chastening of the Lord and don't faint when you, are, you may be rebuked of him because whom the Lord chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth and if you endure, endure the chastening God dealeth with you as with sons for what son is he whom the father chasteneth not and he has parents in here how many times have we had to chasten our children and sometimes it's hurt us but we've known it's the right thing for them as does our father in heaven but if you without chastisement wherefore are your partakers then are you sons of nobody and not sons furthermore we have found fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence shall we not much more rather be in subjection to the father of spirits and live so we give respect to our fathers and I pray that our children give respect to us who are natural but do we give respect to the one who created the heavens and the earth the greatest father ever for they verily for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure but God does it for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness 
Did we chastise our children for our pleasure so that they were pleasing to us? But our Father does it for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. And I spoke to Adrian earlier there, who's a, a gardener, and we talk about pruning things back hard to bear fruit. So this chastisement and this correction that we have in life sometimes prunes us down so that we can grow and bear the fruit which is pleasing to the Father. Uh, come to Luke chapter 10, if you would please. Verse 21. In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of the Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him, or uncover him. So the Lord Jesus Christ revealed the Father to us. I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And this prayer here of Nehemiah is the same. I said, O Lord God of heaven, be attentive unto my prayers. Speak to the Father. And he will speak to you. So beside getting to know God, he's laid down divine principles for all fathers, all children, all parents to follow. And it's a pattern of a reflection of the church and its relationship with Jesus and with God. And these commandments are shown by the Lord Jesus Christ and throughout the word of God. But come with me back last uh, ultimately to Isaiah 50 and then we're going to finish in the Psalms Isaiah 50 and verse 4 so to be a son of God to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ it means a disciple means it's, the, the word is actually learned and learning means to know to have knowledge so here we have in Isaiah 50 and verse 4 the Lord God has given me the tongue of the disciple that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary so it's saying there that God has given us the words of a disciple and how we should follow him and it says there he wakens me morning by morning and he wakens my ear to hear as the learned the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious neither turned away back God is speaking to us at all times and it's whether we want to hear what he has to say to us. He wakens me morning by morning. I'll come back now to Psalm 103 and we'll finish on this point. Of looking at how our Father deals with us. But then looking 
as an example of how we should be with our children. And then looking at how we can build this relationship with our Father. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We remember back there at the prayer of Solomon. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verse 7, he made known his ways unto Moses. Verse 8, he is merciful, he's gracious, he's slow to anger, he's plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not, de he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. And at the end of verse 11 it says, So great is his mercy towards them that fear him. Verse 13, Like as a father pitieth his children, so our Father which art in heaven pitieth them that fear him. And that's not fearing him in a frightened way. That's fearing him in a reverence. In a reverence and a respect for the Father. Verse 17. The mercy of the Lord or the Father is from everlasting upon them that fear him. Then verse 19. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens <coughs> and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, heartening unto the voice of his word. Let it be done in, in earth, that is done in heaven. The angels were told what to say and went down and delivered God's message. They listened to his word. Let thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Bless the Lord, all ye his hosts. Ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. What a wonderful, as we said, at the privilege that we have this father. This father who loves his children. This father who forgives. And this father is there for each and every one of us. If we just get to know him, if we communicate with him and listen to his instruction, we will be true children of God. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Christadelphians.org.uk